Hi guys, so I, uh, I'm doing the whole Become 100x challenge this week and um, I suppose I was offering Laura D. Listens as something um, but I went to Rich Mix today and it's been a while since I've been there I mean, not, I mean, I've been there to be there but uh, or to watch something but um, it was just really nice being in the environment again and I, I miss working there because I really like just the atmosphere, the people and the, you know, just the the general ambience of that space and um, so obviously with my fundraising it's difficult to sort of reach out to people who don't really know me or I don't know anyone so to be in a space like Rich Mix to be able to talk to people on the real and just be like this is what I'm doing and um, you know I had cake at the ready but also just you know just talking about the cause of what Become um, Immersive is all about so yeah it was really nice to be able to get some donations today and obviously bribing people with cake is um not always a yeah it's uh it's quite um sneaky i guess but i think i think for me like cake is currency these days um i'm happy to make cake in exchange for something else so or not you know not always i mean i i, I give cake as presents and stuff like this because that's just you know I, I bake and i bake with love and that sounds really cheesy but i feel like I've done a lot of stuff where I I really enjoy baking and it's very therapeutic and I was talking to someone today about sort of therapy and not therapy but just outlets and mindfulness and mental health and all this kind of stuff and I think mine's in question right now <laughs> in terms of just where I'm at with a lot of things but I'm you know, it's it's really interesting just to sort of be there and just understand a little more. So when I when I offer my cake, it's you know, and when I when I bake, it's actually it is um it's a labour of love. And I think um I'm thinking of where I heard that term. I suppose like with in terms of just labours and how we work towards things. I think it's just it's really. For me, it's a very personal, very intimate thing to want to bake for someone and to to give it to someone because that's literally I've I've made an effort to do something for you, and uh, yeah, not that I expect anything in exchange. I think I spoke about validation last week and about needing to have that kind of response back. And for me, cake is not the one. I don't need I don't need a response back. I feel like. I offer it out of the goodness of my heart or just because I, I want to and that's how I, not show love, but it's how I want to be able to give you something and hopefully you enjoy it. And if you do, that's great. If you don't, that's cool as well. I'm just It's just a labour of love, which I'm happy to have done because I enjoy it for, um, yeah, just basically just having made something and for it to be good, you know? Anyway, so, I mean, that was it, really. I just wanted to talk about how being, just being somewhere familiar and being somewhere where you can connect to people and people connect to you and people know you. I think there's something really special about that. 
and I've worked there for almost 12 years now and um it's literally like a second home I do I do love it there and I think it's it's so powerful just being in that space again being able to be like oh hey 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 obviously you're just seeing people at the corner of your eye or passing people or doing this doing that and I'm just I'm always very grateful I am no I'm incredibly grateful to Rich Mix for hiring me and for continuing to be understanding of both my condition and sort of my my freelance work so I'm always I'm eternally and forever in the debt for being able to sort of just provide me with employment as well as just being such a creative hub of uh, yeah creativity um just art in general and just yeah um just um yeah I love being in that space I think ever since I started working there it was just I was always in awe of how much stuff happens there and obviously you've got the cinema you've got the art gallery and you've got the events themselves so I'm just incredibly grateful and satisfied I guess with how you know how I, how I can still return to this place and be you know we can still be cool and you know I just I haven't been sometimes I'm not sometimes but like I over the past six months I guess I haven't been around that much for obvious reasons but it's just nice to be recognized and to be yeah not that I need to again the validation thing I don't need to be recognized but it's really nice when people do and I shoot them a smile they'll shoot me back one and you know I think that's this is the thing like I remember seeing a post today about sort of energy and how if you sort of go into a room you you emanate energy so hopefully it touches the people who are closest to you or around you so then you create a positive environment but it's um I just think all day every day at Rich Mix and um aside from the fact that I work there and logistically some of the stuff is not up to spec the actual ambience that is created and that exists within those I was gonna say four walls but you know there has however many but just just an incredible space to empty your head to work to play to whatever it's just an amazing space and I'm like I said I'm so grateful for Rich Mix to hire me and um yeah I feel like I've I've laboured on the point for a while now but yeah I'm just now I'm quite tired literally just got home sitting in the car recording this and um yeah feeling tiredness sort of creep in uh say creep in and literally just landed on my head and now I'm super tired so it's all good I'm gonna leave it here for now and then until next time so hey guys so today was a day off um just because things got cancelled and um my day really freed up and somehow I managed to get super busy and uh, just be incredibly busy but it was actually quite nice 
I think I was just catching up with um, catching up with Jasmine and um, if, if you heard if you've listened to my podcasts previously um, she was sort of uh, part of the team that created Divine Beings which is a performance that I went to and I had a super emotion sort of um, reaction to and uh, yeah it's just really cool seeing her just for lunch because you know we, we talk about well I talk about wanting to sort of catch up with people and you know we always see her around and just I just hadn't gotten the time to feed back to her how amazing her performance was so um, it was quite funny we uh, we were at, at Rich Mix um, because she works at Rich Mix as well at Sound Connection which is really cool and um, we yeah so we got to uh, sit in the one of the break rooms a uh, little kitchenette type thing and uh, we bumped into sort of some some people who were holding an event there and they got to chatting and um, I was still um, because my Laura D listens campaign in terms of um, the actual sessions I think I still need to refine it and I was talking about this in my last podcast that um, it's actually there is so much that I want want to do with Lordy Listens in terms of just offering it to people and it's about marketing it well to who it's you know who's gonna be wanting to take it up so um essentially Lordy Listens isn't bringing any money in terms of fundraising but um I am armed with cake and sweets and good times and just um talking about the cause so I think that's been really um <laughs> key actually to sort of my my goal as in the goal of a hundred pounds to to raise for become so um I'm almost there um actually no no I think I'm there completely and over surpassed which is nice so I'm going to continue um, fundraising until Sunday and it's all you know going to the become fundraising campaign to send UK artists over to Sierra Leone for a two and a half week program to create Christmas show on sort of the community and young people out there. So essentially I was at Rich Mix and we were talking to these people who are just running the workshop and they've just started sort of spilling ideas and feedback and for me I've been out of the job um, as in like I haven't worked for a while now just because of my circumstances this year um, I've taken some time off in terms of you know conscious sick leave to really heal and to want to really um, get my sort of my body my mind my soul back into where it needs to be to be you know focused and um, I feel like I'm getting there and being at Rich Mix today is actually really nice because you know it started it didn't start here but I think um, Rich Mix is such a hub for creativity and I am so grateful that I, I've managed to keep my job here for almost 11, 12 years and obviously I work part-time so you know it's not I mean if you work full-time anywhere it'll start to grate on you but I still enjoy it because I'm freelance and then I end up sort of um, working the hours that I need to in order to sort of sustain myself as an artist um to to cater for sort of that self-care to really cater for myself um in terms of just like looking after my health and stuff and I think they've been really good about being flexible with me which is really nice so and um yeah I have so much love for Rich Mix just because of 
the you know the support that they tend to have given me over the years and um i yeah especially with when re- with regards to my event that i had in 2017 and if you don't know about my event you can go onto my website www.lauradahow.com and and forward slash finding dash my dash strength dash song (laughs) so yeah it's basically the finding my strength song page um it sort of details the event what happened and also you can donate to the ms society through that page and um it'll lead you to the ms society um page or through my just giving page that obviously donates to the MS Society and then I can send you a password so you can view the footage that was taken on that night which was an amazing sort of eclectic combination of compilation of art just dance music um yeah different types of music uh, and different types of dance and it was just really great because it involved all the art all the artists that perform actually work at rich mix and this is what i think is such a it was such a beautiful event because now you know we get to see the people who are serving you popcorn the people who are in the offices you know they're belly dancing they're they're performing in music they're doing they're showing their talent and their things that they enjoy outside of work and actually bringing it together to sort of offer it to the community as well as um, all the proceeds went to sort of all these sales of all the tickets went to the MS Society as well. So, as part of my brand, Laura D Dances, I fundraise for the MS Society. So, any of my merch goes to the 25% of it now goes to the MS Society. But that particular event, all of the sales, so a good, I think we raised about a thousand pounds in total, including sort of the sales of raffle tickets and merchandise, all this kind of stuff, and ticket sales. We raised about a thousand pounds, which I was incredibly grateful for. And my family, bless my parents, they had brought their entourage of Filipino um, posse, and they all came along and bought stuff and bought tickets. And it was quite hilarious when they, um, it was a standing event and they're all sort of 60 plus and um, they were like, oh, there's no chairs, da, 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 da. And then obviously bless my managers who were really lovely and catered for them to try and get chairs to get them sat down. So, I mean, so much love for Rich Mix and uh, continuing to be so because obviously there's a new wave in terms of management at Rich Mix. And I'm hoping that, um, I think I'm coming back to work at a good time, at a nice time to be able to sort of capitalise on um, just being involved again in terms of running events in terms of um, making work in terms of doing stuff and I'm just uh, I'm incredibly grateful to Rich Mix for being there for me you know through my you know when I met Chucky my amputation they were incredibly supportive and um, you know and they you know I still had a job afterwards kind of thing and you know I'm a hard worker I would say that I'm a hard worker and in terms of just um being supportive for me i i therefore want to be supportive for them so um anyway so basically um just being in the building was really enriching and um speaking to jasmine and hanging out with jasmine and the people those the people who were running that event they were just sort of spitting ideas and you know all the all the ideas were rolling around in my head and i was like you know what there is so much that can be done and you know i want to make a difference and to be able to do that through my brand 
through my cause, through my fundraising and all that jazz to be like, actually, I want to thrive as an artist and um, Rich Mix is a great place to do that. So I'm excited, really excited about possibilities and stuff and collaboration as well. It's, you know, this is all that I talk about in terms of wanting to do and to be fulfilled as an artist it's not just about the work that I create but it's about the cre- the work that is created through collaboration through the sharing through exchanging and that's what's so beautiful about art is like there's not one superior art form but actually you know we can create art we can make art and it's um we can collaborate to do that and I'm just super excited anyway <laughs> I just wanted to um yeah again and then with the fundraising stuff and in terms of become I I mentioned earlier that I'd kind of actually maybe hit that target and I'm excited for it to you know to continue going for the rest of this week but um yeah just offering cake wow cake is like my like I, I mentioned in my last segment that you know it's like my currency these days and I need to do something with that I'm not sure what exactly I have a couple of ideas, but, you know, watch this space. I think there might be another hashtag, Laura D. Bakes. But um, we we will see. Uh, we shall see. And um, I think I'm going to cut this here. And then um, I'll, yeah, I'll be around again for the next one. Cool. so right now my heart is so full um my heart is quickening just because um over the past couple of days i've just felt so uplifted by the conversations with people by the amount of love that i've managed to receive just hanging out with people and just you know it's been uh it's just been a great couple of days and you know when you know your heart is so heavy with sort of negative thoughts and um, just it's such a burden and then when you when you talk it out when you release it then something you know something releases that and really lifts you out and then you're just you're just zen in a way because you're just happier that things have been out in the open that you can actually you know you can be real again and you can be yourself again for I don't know for the past week or so I have been just trying to distract myself and be really um, focused on work and things like this and whilst it's been good it's also been incredibly tiring of my time of my energy and um, literally sort of being in four ways about certain things and you know having to you know meet do stuff and the whoever whoever I thought I needed to be in order to you know thrive as both an artist and as a person to try and keep balance and stuff and that's always really difficult in terms of just knowing yourself well enough and not needing validation from other people and I've spoken about validation from in various different segments and um, I suppose I just it was reassuring to have a conversation that really 
confirmed my thinking and relaxed me in a way that I, you know, I wasn't going crazy. I was just, you know, you know, the thoughts were just there and they they needed to dissipate because of just clarification. And I might be talking in riddles right now, but um, in terms of just, I think what I'm trying to say now is that, you know, don't harbour ill feelings because it just gets you down and it's a waste of your time and energy and time and energy that can be used for other things to creatively inspire you or to um, just be, just be and, you know, exist in a way that, you know, your, your heart's full of love and as cheesy as that sounds, it's a bit like, you know what, the more you appreciate yourself, the more you can allow yourself to be appreciated by other people. And then you can reach out your hand and be like, yo, this is this is who I am. I appreciate who you are. Let's do something or let's let's, you know, be creative together. Let's create a friendship. Let's create something together, foundations and all. So for me, yeah, I think resolution is something that needs to come quickly in some such in some instances and all it takes is putting yourself out there to be like asking the question and being forward thinking enough to be like okay I'm gonna leave the sort of the stigma or whatever it is behind and be like okay I want to know I want to know and be real and not think about what it is you know the social sort of conception is or this sorry um the social um, guise is or what I think needs to happen but what actually needs to happen and you know sometimes when we're super tired or we we have a little bit of liquid encouragement then we tend to sort of lose all sense of ego and for me I talked about um I've spoken about running low on fuel um in the past and when for, like for myself personally I've experienced it and I experience it quite frequently that when you just you run low on fuel you're completely shattered you're tired you just don't have the energy to think about other people in terms of their perceptions of you or sort of having sort of kind of thoughts of what ifs and you know all that kind of mental capacity to overthink and so it's it's quite, um, it was really refreshing to be like, I've lost all sense of ego now, and I don't care, I just want to, I just want to be, I just want answers, like, sorry, questions answered, and I just want to be, I just want to lift that sort of burden on my heart, because I don't like the person I've become because of this sort of weight, the unnecessary weight, because it can be that weight can dissipate weight can dissipate you know by just addressing whatever issue there is and sometimes you know that's that's you know sometimes it's difficult to get to that place because of all that ego because of what we think of other people's thoughts and what we think about how other people react and you know we 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 think of so many different reasons to not be and try and not, you know, to go around the subject or to try and sort of 
find shortcuts, but actually, you know, we just need to hit it just like directly and just like nip it in the bud and be like, look, this is what it is. And so it leads me on to um, an invitation that I received um, to come to a Christian service. And for me, I was a bit like, okay, whilst I am a slave to the universe, I'm not sure because of my experience in Roman Catholic um, church and sort of the stigma and the sort of the flaws I, you know, I picked up on over the years. I mean, don't get me wrong, I had been quite devout when I was younger and in my teenage years I was a liturgical rep and I thought, you know, I, I appreciate sort of religion. I altar served and various things and um, Eucharistic minister and stuff like this, but you know, I I started to feel or started to understand some potholes and this kind of thing in the faith, and then it sort of like punctured my faith in a way, and um, I sort of came away from it looking and seeking sort of enlightenment and happiness rather than the scripture and the word and what I need to do and the rules and all this kind of stuff that makes organized religion a little unbearable but also you know it makes you know organized religion is for me something of a guilt trip sometimes it can be and I've I felt like it does that and any organized religion for my you know just from my brief understanding or whatever can lead you to feel that way lead you to feel guilty into you know so then you you are devout because you're feeding your guilt by serving a higher purpose and you know what you don't have to agree with me it's just these are just my thoughts and I've experienced it and been like actually I don't need that in my life because I don't need to be put down by someone telling me I you know I'm not a good person because I don't pray 10 times a day or I don't I don't offer myself in a way that I surrender. And you know, I, having said that, I went to the service today and I was um, invited by some lovely people. And over the past couple of weeks, um, my yes and sort of um, approach to life has really opened me up to different types of people and different circles of people. So whilst I'm saying yes and, I'm experiencing not only just people's um, way of life, I'm accepting them into my life and wanting to be open and transparent about how, what, you know, what things are. So I got invited to this event and I wasn't sure how to feel about it. And I always have my reservations about organized religion and stuff like this. But when I got there, just it wasn't. It wasn't organized religion like I've, I've known it before. It wasn't liturgical sort of scripture and sort of not empty prayers, but you know when you, you sort of recite something because that's what you say every Sunday and it loses all meaning because you don't believe in it. And I think I started to feel that when I was younger and I was just like, okay, I can just, I could read, I could, you know, I could probably just uh, recite the creed. I don't really believe in it or I don't really understand it but because this is the way I've had to be for Sundays on end 
I could do it. So when I got to this service now, I was just, I was so moved and overwhelmed by sort of the freedom in how people worshipped through music. And I think it's really bad. I could probably, I could get really swayed by music. And um, I think, you know, you could probably put some liminal messaging in there and I would be like, um, you know, it just reminds me of that Simpsons episode when they, you know, they're recruiting for the army and they're getting the, the kids to sing the slogan backwards. And it's, you know, it's recruiting for the army or the military, this kind of thing. And, you know, people love it and they'll do it because they, they hear the subliminal messages. And I reckon I could really fall victim to that. I mean, I diverge, but I feel like music is really important to me in terms of how it makes me feel and how it brings me out and it really lifts my spirits and like can really just cater for my moods and music will always be the one for me it'll always be a companion that i can um really rely on to to vent or to escape to and i've always said that music is my escapism because it really is it really does it's a comfort in a way that I can always find a song that will suit my mood. And I think this is, probably everybody could say this about music, but there's something so intrinsic about how music really affects me. I mean, and I think when, when I, um, when I started sort of meditating through Buddhism, someone sent me a story or sort of like a, an article about how chanting has a bodily effect and actually chanting really resonates throughout the whole of your body. So when you chant, your heart rate elevates, your your mood elevates, your your physical being is, you know, your part all the particles in your body are moving with your chanting. So you're making everything come alive. And then and that in itself is spiritual healing. Just to chant and just to have a mantra, to be consistent and, you know, Thing like this so and whilst you know buddhism i haven't you know again there's this thing about liturgy and stuff like this it's um it's quite you know i i felt like i i'm not good enough because i'm not just i'm not continuing to practice but you know realizing it now is like you know the mantra of how you would chant or how you would feel like you need it I think that's where it comes in. But I mean, I come back to today and coming to the service now and sort of worship through song and through music is incredible. And I was just, I was so overwhelmed and I was, I was swept up in sort of the, the freedom that um, sort of came with this music that swept me up and I was so open I didn't even know I mean I did know what I was singing I was reading the words and it just it really compelled me to really lift and to be lifted and to surrender in a sense to the music and whilst in the spirit of the sermon it's about sort of surrendering to God and understanding Jesus and stuff like this I do I do appreciate that and I do but for me my I mean, I, I first got attracted to this sort of, um, this movement through music. 
And, you know, when people talk to me about Jesus and God, I'm like, okay, great. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. It's great. But then it's the music that really gets me. And it's really, and to be able to be free and to, to worship in such a way that really lifts you out of your body and just allows you to be receptive to whatever comes through however you want to call it, the Holy Spirit, the, um, the energy, the higher power that lifts you and fills your heart with nothing but love. And I think, um, so I left this sermon feeling incredibly inspired because actually the sermon itself was about dreaming big and acting now. And this is not the first time I've heard this this year. And I've heard it in a business sense. So, you know, to really invest in your business, to really dream big, because that's what you're aiming for. And you don't need to look small because dream big because you can achieve it. And like when you come from um, nothing and you dream big, it's difficult to do. So therefore you stay where you are. And it's it's not a great place to be because you'll inevitably just say, oh, the dream is too big. So you're going to stay where you are. However, if you dream big and you act now, then, you know, that dream becomes more realistic. And, you know, hearing it in sort of in the context of, uh, I say religion, in, in the context of well, God and Jesus, as it was um, in this sermon, it was, it was great to sort of hear this idea of dreaming big and acting now because you can really just, just listening to what's happening within your life and what happens throughout to be able to be like, okay, let me accept that. And I'm going to be like, yes, and to be like, okay, cool. This is the dream. So I'm going to go for it now. And no matter how, you know, how long it takes, I'm going to get there because I'm going to keep on persevering. And I think that's, obviously, it's so hard to do. It's so, you know, because we, we're, we're always clouded by um, thoughts of society. What's that? What are they saying? Our parents, you know, there was, there's all these people, all these naysayers, which obviously is not a, a term that I use lightly because naysayers are a reflection of our inward thoughts, no? Because they, you know, you're, if you agree, then there's something of a connection between what they're saying, what you're feeling, and your decision that you make. So I was just incredibly um, moved by this sermon because it all came, it's all come at a, at a time where it feels like I am surrendering. I mean, I, I call myself a slave to the universe, and whether that universe... Um, the embodiment of the universe is God or Jesus or whatever, I think I am a slave to the higher power and I gravitate to those who sort of embody that too and are one with that kind of idealism. And it's not that I'm only drawn to that kind of person, but it's it's something that, you know, we as people tend to sort of overlook in terms of just listening to the universe, listening to God, or listening to whatever higher power is calling you. 
because there is so much noise in the world and it's difficult to listen when there's so much noise. There's fraff from our parents, there's fraff from the society and you're like, okay, trying to wade through it and really listen to the call. But, you know, whether how, however, that sh- however strong that call is, you've just got to be open, right? And so I left that sermon just incredibly full in terms of just incredibly just uplifted by everything that had happened in terms of just there was the sermon itself there was the the community of people there was the people who invited me the people who blessed me the people who um who shared in my sort of my welcome and the people who welcomed me into that environment and as much as I feel like I might have been pushed, I think there was obviously, there was something in me to want to gravitate. So there was, uh, I don't know, it depends on what day you, you ask me, but um, definitely there's, it wasn't just being pushed. It wasn't just me being um, accepting. It was, there's a whole bunch of feelings that I feel made me want to, you know, go to that altar or go to, to offer and be, you know, to to say yes and, but it was just incredible to have that experience in that environment, and I was just incredibly moved. So now I actually felt bad because I had to leave early because I was um, meeting a friend and Sean Mendham. This guy, um, I've spent not very much time with him actually this year, but. It's incredible to to know that he was at the very beginning of my Chucky journey. And um, he was there. He was the one to say, go to hospital. You need to go to hospital, check stuff out, check in and look after yourself. And I think for me, back in 2013, we were in, we were rich mix, we were R&Ding and I was mash, just mash. And I, I couldn't even drive because I was that tired. I couldn't even transfer into my car. That's how bad it was. My goodness. Wow. And then I had to get a cab to the hospital. And then three weeks later, I met Chucky. So for anybody who's listening, um, Chucky is my stump. My, my right leg, um, which is now a stump above the right knee. Um, and if you've listened to my spoken word or a couple of segments from last week, um, an ode to Chucky is um is a thing and a work that is still to be uh, developed however i divulge so sean mandem an amazing friend an incredible creative um just an amazing person just the drive from this man is incredible and i think when i met him i saw that i saw that light I met him back in 2013 and um, he was part of a ballet company at the time and I could see this, I could see the artist wanting to get out because um, I don't know if anybody knows about being in a ballet company, it's quite quite strict, you have to look a certain way, you have to do things this way, da, 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 da. Um, you're not creative in the sense of you're making work but you're doing work. This is my understanding, I might be completely wrong now but at the time that was my understanding of it. So I saw this, this incredible light in this man 
And I, I said to him, look, I want to collaborate with you. I want to work with you. I want to understand what it is that you want from life. And I want us to, to make something, to try something, to do something. And I suppose this was the beginning of my collaborating sort of phase, I guess. It's not a phase. I suppose it's a my method in terms of making work. I'm wanting to connect to other people, sort of sharing experiences as well as just being creative. So this man, since then, has been an incredible inspiration to me, just because of the amount of work and effort that this man makes in terms of going for what he wants. Super creative in terms of being a writer, actor, dancer, choreographer, digital, you know what, the list goes on. There's, I don't think there's anything this man cannot do. And at such a young age as well, I feel like um, now I'm, age is nothing but a number. <clears throat> Aaliyah, whatever, I think. I always, I mean, I always a bit like, oh, Aaliyah, you can't say that stuff when you're, you know, tingsing with R. Kelly. Okay, I divulge and I'm not going to go into that. Anyway, so, I mean, but what I'm saying is just that age isn't anything to scoff at because it's just, it's just a number. It's just how many, how much experience that we have in the world. And to be fair, you could be 60 years old and not have had any experience. So, I mean, what is it? It's just a number, right? So, and I'm just... The amount of hustle this guy has had over the past however many years that I've known him to be where he is, to be a successful artist. And, um, you know, successful in the way that it's beneficial for yourself in order to feel good about yourself, about being an artist. As much as you give out, you take back in and feel proud of what you've done. And I love meeting up with this guy because we just chat creativeness and then also we chat about nonsense and then we chat about everything and it's it's really fulfilling you know and i just i'm always on such a high when i meet this guy because i love him so much and you know he's such an amazing friend and even though we don't speak often this is what i love about friendship that perhaps you don't need to speak every day but you understand that that person will be there for you and like you know or they'll they'll care about you and obviously if they're not thinking about you all the time when you nudge them they'll be like oh hey how are you doing and take that time to care so i just massive shout out to this man and huh, the success is i wish him all the best he's um doing a canto in portsmouth in nutcracker and I won't see him until 2020 because he's that much of a creative, working through the Christmas period, through the new year, and I just wish him all the best. And I am just incredibly grateful to have spent an afternoon with him and to catch up because it's been ages. And so much love for this man. And right now my heart is so full, having experienced what I've experienced over the past couple of days like I've just outlined in this, in this segment, I just, I'm incredibly grateful. And whether that's to the universe, it's to God, it's to Jesus, to whoever, 
I am grateful to that higher power that has allowed me to open up myself and be receptive to others. And I just hope it continues in a way that I don't have so much ego that will make me feel like I'm entitled in any way, shape or form, but actually that I am receptive and open to whatever comes my way. And friends, I just wanted to end that there. So I wanted to thank you so much for anybody who's listening. If anybody's listening to these podcasts, I just, I truly thank you. And um, I hope I haven't bored you too much. And um, yeah, I'm just going to clock off for this week. And um, yeah, so this podcast is going to be quite a short one just because of, I suppose it's just been quite, been quite a busy week in terms of trying to, okay, I just, I'm going to say this last thing about become 100x. And the deadline is today or tomorrow. And I am incredibly grateful for all those who have donated. And um, it was supposed to be through Laura D. Listens. And again, it's a concept I'm trying to refine so that I can market it better. However, I, you know, I went around this week with cake and sweets and, you know, and I was talking about, um, I was talking about the fundraising become movement you know the the team of artists from the uk going over to sierra leone to create a christmas show on sort of the young people and the richness of the culture in sierra leone so um i think people were really receptive to how that you know to that campaign and therefore donated took some cake and all this kind of jazz and i'm i'm so happy to have been a part of that and whilst I mean I think I stressed a little this week because I wanted to I really wanted to raise this money I wanted to raise the funds to be able to contribute to this cause because it's such a great one and um, I don't know how much of that in terms of balance was to boost my ego or to help and I think obviously there's it all encompasses sort of the um, the different sides of why I wanted to do this challenge but essentially the core of it was that to raise money for this amazing cause and these you know beautiful artists that are going out there and creating something on a rich culture and its people so i am yeah i am incredibly grateful to everybody who's donated and um really helped me to to contribute and i'm just so grateful and um, I'm going to leave it there because, you know, tomorrow is another day. This week is going to be another week. And hopefully I'll be more in touch in terms of these podcasts and segments that I'll be reporting a bit more in terms of what's going on, my reflections, love, life, relationships, work, creativity, and all that good stuff. So once again, thank you for your time and taking the time and please do hit me up on the socials. I'm on at Laura D Dances on Facebook, on Instagram, and then at X, it's all good, X on Twitter. So hit me up. I'm on YouTube as well as Laura D Dances slash Laura D. And um, if you like any of the, the videos, hit me up. Have a chat. I'm on social media. So send me a message and I'll holler back at you. Right. Thank you. That's me out for 
today and that is a round nice round 30 minutes three two one bye guys guys so I yeah no I'm just going through some stuff tomorrow it's jaw dance and I'm just like reading through and practicing my spoken word and it's just making me think of you know um, collaboration and I'm just thinking because I, I love collaboration in the sense that I am completely in awe of other people's talents and by no stretch of the imagination Am I an expert in anything? Because the thing is, you know, sure I'm in a wheelchair, it doesn't make me an expert on disability because my disability is completely different to everybody else's. I am an expert in my own experience, but it doesn't, it doesn't, um, what do you call it? It doesn't give me right. It doesn't give me the power to belittle anyone else's experience and I think I went to this thing yesterday and I'm not gonna sort of divulge too much about what exactly it was I'm probably sure that you could probably gleam whatever but the idea was to to listen to understand more and for me I don't know I don't think I'm being big-headed here because I think I really I do understand what was being said and you know the path and whatever barrier I have it's my own journey you know it's my own it's my own personal vendetta for myself I guess is that the barrier is me and my willingness to do something or not do something is because it's a barrier that has been created over the course of my life and my life has spanned 31 years so to um to expect it to dissipate in an evening or a couple of evenings or because of a few experiences that's expecting a lot and it's a tall order and i think it's not fantastical when I hear stories of, you know, uh, sort of instant whatever, you know, and claiming to have just the experience to make you want to do that. And for me, that's not realistic. For me, it's not, I'm not saying it's being made up, because I'm, I'm genuinely, I, I believe that there are people who have experienced sort of instant change and wanting to change but for me my reality my truth and my my experience in life has taught me that I have trust issues you know and trust issues are a big thing for me I've been hurt a lot and you know I mean I say a lot but, I mean, obviously, you can't compare mountains. And I always say this, that, you know, every mountain, every person has their mountain. And that, you know, you can't compare them because they're all as high as each other. Because they're each, it's each individual's 
um, problem, it's their issue, and it's important to them. So you can't belittle it and say, okay, just, yeah, just stop. Do you know what I mean? Or you just, yeah, just, just think a different way now. It just doesn't work like that. When you've been programmed a certain way, we live in a world of technology, and I truly believe that, you know, uh, the human psyche is incredibly complicated, just like a CPU. You can understand it, but it's going to take some time. So I just, yeah, an experience yesterday that was just incredibly, it started off really well, and I was just like, okay, cool. And you know when, when you discover something for yourself, you're just like, oh, mate, that's that's great, because I've connected to that. But when someone's bashing you with stuff and you're just like, yo, yeah, I'm just getting bombarded here. I don't need, and the inclination is to, to pull away because you're just like, shiz. Okay, don't swear on podcasts. But yeah, you're just like, shiz. What? And it's, it comes at such a force and you're just like, yo, what? I'm, I'm just, and then uh, I'm just, all, I'm always a bit like, okay, so you're telling me this and then when you focus in on me because I have a disability or because I'm in a wheelchair and you use it to say that's that's a reason I'm like yeah hey you don't know me bruv you don't know me and I was just <laughs> it just it made me laugh and cringe and everything under the sun I had so many there was it was just ridiculously emotional and I was like okay so you're saying that but you don't really you, I don't know you can't really believe that I mean I, I don't know it's I, and uh, it's a telltale sign of where this is all coming from with this next statement this idea of blind faith and um you know I just I don't knock anybody who believes I really don't, and I'm just, I mean, it's coming out now because it's so obvious where I was, but um, I think that's your opinion, that's your belief, and I respect that, I respect it so much that I came, and I respected it so much that I was open enough to listen, so, and what makes me laugh is that it's, it's not being forced on me but it's not actively being forced on me it's being passively forced on me I guess or not passively just like in a nice way which makes it even worse do you know what I mean because it's a bit like you know I don't know if um, I've mentioned this before in a different segment but if you've watched Simpsons and you know they're recruiting for the army and schools because you know they're you know trying to find a boy band and this subliminal mes- messaging stuff exists and I'm like okay yo yeah this is yeah and I feel a bit that way now that you know you're being nice to me because you want something from me you want me to um uh yeah well yeah just give me some time sorry I was just I'm driving right now I shouldn't really be recording but I felt like I just I needed to get it out I need to get this out because I want to talk to people about this, but there's something about just talking 
via this podcast that I don't have an immediate reaction. And I don't, right now, I don't feel like I, I need it or I want it because it's not, it's not relevant right now. The fact is, I mean, and then this is my whole issue is that this is my journey. My life is my journey. And you're telling me that it's not. And basically that was, that was the gist of it. Basically it's not. You don't own your life. It belongs to someone else. It belongs to a higher power. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. That's what you believe. That's not what I believe. So I don't need to be initiated in a way. And because of, wow. And like literally, okay, so I'm just going to go into it. So basically there were a few videos that were being um, shown and, you know, I commend them for trying to reach a different audience and they're trying to bring people in and they're trying to offer the, you know, they're offer they're offering what they believe to other people so that they can believe. And it feels very, um, not very forced, but it's just like recruiting. And literally I was watching this video and it felt like a recruitment video for the army had this really dramatic music and it's like you know you pledge your allegiance I was like you what I'm gonna pledge my allegiance is there a war coming is there is there something that um I don't know about yet is there something that I should be prepared for you know and I'm just a bit like okay so this is how you want to I don't know you know, and I think I, for me personally, I, I'm a believer in wanting to get to know someone, wanting to get to know something through spending time, through just being at one with that person or with that, that entity, and really discovering what it is, and for them to reveal themselves to me in a way that's not not malicious or forced, you know, not malicious, but definitely not in a way that's been forced by external features or external things. So, you know, I mean, like in relationships, I, I'm not passive. I'm just, I just, I want to be, you know, I want to be, I want stuff to be revealed in a way that's genuine and organic rather than it being forced in a way that, okay, that's done now, so we can move on. Do you know what I mean? I think that's what the beauty of sort of getting to know someone is that you spend time with them, you understand them a little better, and then you, you know, you you genuinely just have, you're just on the level. And I feel like there's, there's definitely some hierarchy when it comes to whatever sort of power that be what you believe in there's always something higher and I I get that and I believe that but in this sort of not dictatorial way but it's just it feels like yeah I don't know because we are soldiers essentially and like I'm gonna use this analogy because I, um, yeah, because that's genuinely how I felt, because we're all soldiers, apparently, and 
you know, we're expendable and stuff. So we need to, we need to surrender. Literally, I, I'm just literally, this analogy is just coming around now. And that's exactly what, you know, and that's what happens in war. You know, we surrender to the other side. We surrender to whoever's got the greatest power. And wow, I've literally just clocked. This analogy is something that's crazy right now because I'm relating it to the real world. And, you know, someone said to me that you can't relate sort of the divine being to the real world because it's it just doesn't exist. That's why it's going to be impossible to do. You know, you want to you wanna go for your dreams that are too big that higher power will make it happen because they can and no explanation of how or why or when but just it'll happen because they'll have your faith they'll have your belief and that'll be enough and yeah ideally idealistically I'd like to believe that experience has taught me that it's not that easy it is not that easy and you know what I, I reserve my right to have an opinion I reserve my right to think the way that I do because of the way that I've lived and I'm not gonna I'm, like I say I'm not gonna knock anybody who believes otherwise and I'm not gonna force my opinion on you fact is my journey is my own. And when someone tells me it's not your journey, I'm like, yo, back off, bruv. This is my journey. This is my my path. And if it leads to that higher power, then great. If it doesn't, also great. That's my journey. You know, you talk about people living for years and not understanding or not having things. And because of blind faith, that they were rewarded, like years and years and years later. Okay, we're we're in a we're in a society of, or we're in a, a sort of time now where we're a bit instant noodles. We need things done um, straight away, and we need we we want results straight away. However, you know I get that that's not always possible, and they're so extreme. The, the you know the two types of waiting are so extreme, and why can't we be in the middle? And be like, actually, for me, I genuinely believe that things will come to those who wait. And as cliche as that sounds, I don't care, man. The fact is, it will. And if you're patient, and if you allow yourself to be open to stuff, then things will reveal themselves to you. The universe will reveal things to you. Whatever that may be, whether it's a higher power, whether it's a deity, whether it's, you know, a friend or whether it's a loved one, whether it's um, a potential boyfriend, girlfriend, um, anything, that will reveal itself to you. And, you know, I think, I mean, it's just, a, it is a thing, isn't it? Like when you try and seek something, it doesn't come. But when you relax and you chill, then you know, actually, scientifically, you're a bit more relaxed, literally, you're more relaxed, so you're more receptive, and you're more 
approachable because you've your shoulders are not at your ears anymore and that you're chill and that you're and that you're doing something and you're you're being the person you want to be and that is attractive that is attractive for the potential boyfriend it's attractive to potential partner it's attractive to the people that you want to connect with because that's who you are that's who you that's who you genuinely are you're not putting on any pretense you're not putting on any disguise you're not putting on a mask and that mask is completely you know the mask that you put on every day to go to work to go to school to to be good for your family to impress your boss all that stuff you know when you completely chill you completely lose sight of that ego then those barriers are broken down and you as a beautiful person are revealed and and whilst i you know and then it makes me laugh because then it's not that it's twisting the words but i understand that in my in my head i'd like to believe that that higher power not is not making me do that but is making it possible but when you're at me and trying to recruit me and all this kind of stuff makes me think that no there's an ulterior motive here and it's not it's not the higher powers ulterior motive it's people and i don't know whether i don't think it is but i mean do you know what i mean it's just and this is me being not twisted or dark it's just you know human nature human nature we are not godly we're not godly and trying to be is all well and good but we have i don't know we have tendency to sin and we have tendency to you know think dangerous thoughts or bad thoughts because of free will and you want to tell me that that's not the case you want to tell me that you don't sin at all no and I, I get that and you know the people who were there yesterday were like they're not convincing me otherwise i was just it's just a little you know i don't know there's that extraness that i'm a bit like yo really really you're really going to say that to me and it was just a statement i was like you know what that is not cool it's not cool you can't use my disability against me or not even or use it as a reason that i can't do something and do you know what i mean i feel like that's really bang out of order to be like okay just because of this you you shouldn't have to be like this i'm like yo are you are you are you for real are you for real see now like what do you see when you see me you see a chick you see an asian chick in a chair and you're like oh you have lots of disadvantages yo bro i tell you i'm not i'm not a, a proud well actually that's a, okay that's a different statement what i'm saying is that i'm not a boastful um arrogant person when it comes to my achievements when it comes to who i am when it comes to the person that i think i am you know i am literally i am governed by what i believe to be true i'm governed by what i think 
I should be offering to other people or by what I would expect to be happening to me. And I don't know, call me nice, call me whatever, I don't know. I, I don't I don't think of myself as anything. I just I just am. I exist because I, I live this way and I, I am a certain way. And I don't wanna I don't wanna label it. I'm not calling myself anything, I'm not pro proclaiming that I'm anything in particular. I just be because I feel the need to. So I mean this is also another thing about sort of dangerous thoughts because dangerous thoughts can come into your head when you start labeling yourself when you start being like oh I have these ideals or these um goals to live up to or these things Do you know what I mean that you're going to have to um you're going to have to prove that you are a certain way because you've said you are a certain thing and it's like, you know, people are at war with themselves. Wait, hold on, sorry, just two seconds. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going to park. Sorry, this guy is, like, coming at me. Bloody Mercedes-Benz, man. I swear, anybody who owns a Mercedes-Benz feels like they're, they're so entitled. And I'm just like, you know, they, they do it on the roads, they do it on anywhere. And I'm just like, yeah, anyway, that's just, again, it's a stereotype, but... You know, it's something that I have in my head. Only because of experience and not because um, because I think a certain way. Because I've been told a certain way. And this is what it is. I'm just a bit like... Yeah, of course you experience things and um, it's about wanting to believe. Hold up. 